I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So then she starts um, getting, getting ahead of herself and fantasising about being married to him in England. Yes, and yeah. then the, um, uh, and then we have, but then we have that really nice, quite poignant final scene with um, Ali. Yes. The yeah. um, uh, fascinating life. Would you like to hear about it? Is that is yeah. that scene? Is it? Yeah, that's where they 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 um, imprison the Russian security guy in a cabin and then Ali says oh you go off James I've got this and then he says to the guy I have led a fascinating life would you like to hear about it yeah and that's sort of poignant he, and then he he's, uh, obviously kills himself the yeah as, 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 uh, did he yeah oh I didn't realise so Pedro yeah Pedro Armand how would you say his surname then Armandaris yeah I think that sounds about right so he yeah he committed suicide I think before they'd finished filming Oh, blind. Uh, maybe just after he was dying, he had terminal um, cancer. So he, he was a bizarre story. He'd been in the he'd been in this uh, film in the fifties. It was produced by Howard Hughes, mm-hmm. and they filmed it in Utah. Ah, yeah. Was this the Attila the Hun or Genghis Khan or something? It was the Conqueror. Yeah. Yeah, the Conqueror. And yeah. They, yeah, and they they were doing so. It was in Utah, and I think the the American government was doing sort of nuclear testing. Uh, and it's, I wrote it down here, it's nuts. Yeah, within 25 years, 91 of the 220 people involved in the production had developed cancer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't realise he was six of them died. So he had net, he got neck cancer. He knew it was terminal. He took from Russia to love just for the money for his family. God. And that's why he's limping in a couple of scenes. Like when he's running through the cellar, he's limping and things. And, God. Um, anyway, he committed suicide... I th- I'm pretty sure before they'd released the film, 1963. Yeah. Um, in in a hospital back in the in the states. So so that so that line, um, fascinating life. Would you like to yeah. hear about it? It's kind of quite uh, <clears throat> poignant. 
Yeah, it came out in October, so he was dead before it came out. Also, this was um, John F. Kennedy's favourite film. Yeah, before and he and it was the last film he watched. Last film he watched. Yeah, yeah. It's cursed. We've discovered the curse of From Russia with Love. Yes, pretty much. But that's but he's he's but I know then his son was in uh, License to Kill. That's right. Yes, he was the um, El Presidente. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm sure you and El Presidente will make a wonderful couple. Yeah, that's interesting. I did not realise I should have looked into that. I can't believe I've out-triviaed you. And you have. Gone. You have. God, what I a moment. What I f- a moment. I feel a fool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they find... they <clears throat> uh, Bond and Tatiana are having a chat, and the porter comes in and says, there's been a terrible accident. And they go in. Because as he left the room with um, Ali, uh, Robert Shaw was walking the other way. So yeah. we know what's happened. And they go in there, and then it looks like they've both shot themselves. Or shot each other, I should say. Yeah. And just both shoot themselves. I'll tell you about my fascinating <laughs> life. Oh, he shot himself. What a critic. <laughs> yeah. He saw that bit in airplane. It was E. Gilded with his gun at the end of the story. But the, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so this, he shot him. And then, is this around here where Bond slaps Tatiana in the face? Yes. Uh, jarring. Really jarring. jarring. Yeah, it's, um, it's not nice. Um, it's really unpleasant. There's no other way to talk about it, really, because he's really upset about Ali and he feels that Tatiana's involved somehow. And Yeah. Just, uh, and, and um, anyway, then we're on to that beautiful scene at the platform, the nighttime. Yeah. Well, where he tells Ali's son very nonchalantly that his dad's dead. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's like, oh, your dad's like, dead. I, I, I don't think it's even the first thing he's seen. I think it's <laughs> no. a little bit of banter. And then he's like, oh, Christ, sorry. Um, forgot to mention. Um, don't get all funny about it, but your dad's dead. <laughs> don't cry. Look. Yeah, and then he uh, sort of quite impatiently tells him his dad's dead and then yeah. sort of cracks on with uh, his main point and then... Look, I t- uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I can't think of a way to say it nicely, but what's the, what have your dad and Hovis got in common? They're both brown bread. Now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bit of a laugh. So... <laughs> <laughs> sweeten the pill yeah and um, he basically then gives him orders he says um, here's some of your dad's stuff now yeah. go and ring London and get someone from station Y to meet me in Zagreb <laughs> yeah aggressively aggressively gives him orders yeah. within seconds of passing on the news about his, his poor old dad so that's um, so that's a bit odd but then yeah but then there's really, it's just really nice sort of Hitchcocky stuff at this stalking through the windows of the train, yes. and this, the score here is amazing, and it's just, it just feels such smart storytelling when you get to this point. And it does. Then, oh, we should say as well, this is John Barry's first proper score, yeah. and it's just an yeah. absolute beauty. And then they do, and they do amazing things with the sort of sound here and it's, it feels very it, it feels very um, contemporary the, these little sequences actually and again very different from some stuff earlier in the film yeah uh, um, but basically when they get to uh, Zagreb uh, Grant has intercepted the agent killed him yeah. and meets Bond and says I am um, uh, what does he call himself Captain uh, I can't remember now Captain Ward or something yeah and shall we have dinner is that right and then that's we... right he says I am, I'm famished uh, yeah, the dinner really reminded me of. Um, have you seen Shirley Gosman in yes. uh, early, uh, in La La Land? Yeah, where he just keeps making hamfisted attempts to drug people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah, He's yeah. just constantly trying to drug people <laughs> um, and drop things in their drinks. And it really reminded me of that. This uh, yeah. 
It's a ham-fisted attempt because to... he does it quite blatantly, doesn't he, Red Grant? Yeah. Um, Bond spots it but doesn't say anything um, because Tatiana goes on a bit, so he's probably quite happy. Yeah, just anything to take the edge off. But, yeah. <laughs> but I love this. This is it, like you were saying earlier. Bond's fairly fairly passive up until the train sequence, but when they get back to the compartment, she goes to sleep, and then he just turns around to Greg Grant and just says, very matter of factly, "What was it? The uh, stuff you put in a drink?" Yeah. And Grant, knowing the game's up, just says, chloral hydrate, quick but mild. Well, he doesn't know the game's up yet because he's playing along and saying that I'm drugging her because it'll be easier, blah, blah, blah. Um, but eventually uh, he pistol whips Bond. And, well, he he says to him, you know, how did you know it was me? And then he said... Is it's it the, the wines or something? Yeah, it's red wine and fish, yeah. Yeah, not knowing his wine. But, not knowing um, his wine. Not a true gentleman. No. And then this... This fight scene, which they filmed for three weeks. Mm, it's so good. I know. It's brilliant. And again, I, I just love that extravagance of it. Like the three-week shoot. It's a re- I mean, a, an episode of Guilt is two weeks for a 60-minute <laughs> minute BBC episode. They did three minute, three weeks for this fight, which I don't know, was it two or three minutes probably in the yeah, end? Yeah, it's but just it's, the, um, the, the lights being out and the strobing. Well, the lighting, yeah. It's, oh. it's just, it's, again, again, feels doesn't feel dated in any way. I don't no. think that, um, Two big fellas as well. You can really feel their weight in the fight. and Yeah, it's so good. It's one really of going for each other. And there were pals as well. I bet there was a fair bit of competitiveness with yeah. them. And, um, uh, both quite masculine figures, but it was, uh, yeah, it's, 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 one of the probably maybe one of the first great Bond fight scenes maybe I'd say so yeah because Doctor No didn't have anything of any no. uh, uh, use of skill no uh, right, but we but Grant gets the better of him and then says you know he's got the gun and then Bond says look you know can I have a uh, uh, he, he says I can have a last cigarette and uh, and then says to him by the way there are fifty gold sovereigns in that suitcase uh, if you let me go you can have them. Uh, yeah. But this is going back to earlier with what uh, Q showed him that if you the the brackets that open not brackets the latch that opens the suitcase if you turn it the wrong way it will blow a gas canister out. Yeah. So Bond hands him the suitcase but turns the latches the wrong way, and Grant still got the gun on him. Oh, this is how they get start the fight. Sorry, isn't it? Yeah, that's how it all kind of all kicks off. But then, yeah, the the, the latch trick gets Bond back on top. Yeah. And then he strangles yeah. Grant with his own garrote wire. Yeah. Which is a, a callback to the beginning of the film when he kills the Bond when impersonator. He kills the guy with the mask, yeah. So that poor, oft mm. uh, trainee guy is, mm. uh, has some sort of narrative impact. Like, yeah, he's, 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 he should have a picture of him in heaven just going, ha, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, But yeah. Bond doesn't do a joke because the, there's a running thing that um, Grant keeps calling him his old boy, isn't it? Old boy. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, and, and he doesn't see. I, I thought he could have said, "Nice death, you've got rot there." Well, that is superb, John. <laughs> it's frankly superb, <laughs> and uh, I wish that had made. I just wish he'd been around at the time. I know. Oh, what a choker! Either, yeah. either good, either yeah. strong. Put them both in. Put them both in. Yeah. Yeah, put them both yeah. in. Maybe Bond could see one and a passerby could see the other. Oh, what a brilliant one. Yeah, like a porter just go walking yeah. past. <laughs> yeah, chirpy, chirpy porter. We need a chirpy porter in this. Um, yeah, that is missing. And then, so they're then... He wakes up Romanova. And this is yeah. when this is when they're in Scotland now. They just, they just get off the train and steal a truck. 
Yeah, and it's really again, it's all really exciting stuff. All the the actiony mm-hmm. things, and they get it. So they're in Scotland. So that's Argyle uh-huh. shot all this, um, and it's brilliant. It's it's, it's just great epic backdrop and the helicopter, the North by Northwest homage. I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. And then they, it's really weird though. I don't understand why they didn't shoot him. They were just sort of lobbing grenades. Yeah. Um, and but he's he got that shot. sniper rifle, hasn't he? So, yes, he gets them down, mm. and then he's off on the boat. Is that right? Yeah, he gets on the boat, and the first thing you have to do, Neil, when you get on a boat, is put on a natty little captain's hat. Yeah, the captain's hat. It's the law. <laughs> Just pop that out. Yeah, looking like Adam Buxton. Um, yeah, they get on the boat, and they're they're up, they're away on the boat, and then they get attacked by more spectre people, led by that guy from the beginning. He was doing the training exercise. Who yeah, but come... then we cut back, and then we cut mm. back to number one, mm. three Cleb and, and Kronstein. Sort of, yes, mm. that's right. And they, we kind of uh, is it Cleb that sold back to the Russians at that point? Yeah, everyone's just starts really sweating in that scene. I noticed as well. Yeah, because it's all gone tits up, and they've lost the so, lecture as well. Um, so he gets away in the boat, mm. and then back to Venice. Mm-hmm. And they're having because they're now pretending to be a married couple, and you know that because when they go back to Venice, they're sitting in a room and not talking to each other. (laughs) And then there's a room service turns up as Bond's ringing HQ to say, you know, we got the lecture, we're coming back in, and it's actually Cleb with her shoe with a knife in it, with poison tipped, which is how she takes care of Kronstein. She kicks him with the poison tipped shoe. Titania Bond doesn't recognise her, but Titania turns around. She starts her double take about five seconds too early yeah um, and then the yeah and then they have the kind of um they have the the fight to the death yeah um pins her against the wall yeah bond does yes it's how to handle an angry woman that's right sean will tell you that uh, and, then, and then it's uh she's dead yeah tatiana shoots her Tatiana um, shoots her. Yeah. They get and, off in the... Um, and they're off in the boat. After they're that, off in they? the boat and she hands him... Um, well, he's got the film that he got off Red Grant, the film of their sex tape. And as they're kissing, he just drops it into the Venice, into the water. He drops it in and then they kiss and then it ends on that mental wave. hand hand action. Yeah, like, like a swan's neck wave. <laughs> I don't understand what he's doing. He's like... He's trying to shadow puppet an elephant. Or yeah. He's just waving it about. Yeah. Um, and then the credit uh, says, not quite the end. James Bond will return in will the return. next Ian Fleming thriller, Goldfinger. Yeah. And it was true. Amazing. Such a commitment from the studio to do that. I used to, used to be my favourite part of a Bond film was getting to the end and it's saying, James Bond will return in and they give you the title. They don't do that anymore. No, and also I noticed at the beginning they call it Ian Fleming's um, From Russia With Love, which is, yeah. uh, you would never get that credit now as the no. sort of author of the adapted book. But no. So there we go. But I, th- I think, I mean, I think, I think the second half of that is just top, top bond. I agree. And it really, really helps that you've got Robert Shaw, um, yeah. who we did mention, but he's a cracking baddie in this. Yeah. He's no, got he's, such he's, presence. Yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. And he's got such sort of, soul to him as well he was you know, predominantly theatrical actor and he didn't particularly enjoy doing TV and films I don't think no he didn't um, and he was big big old boozer and stuff wasn't he but, yeah yeah there's a good documentary about him I saw not long ago 
What was that? I saw a good documentary. I can't remember what it was called, but it was about his life in Ireland, basically, because he bought a big house in Ireland. Yeah. In a small little village in Ireland, and he loved it there. And he had, like, God, how many kids did he have? He had about 12 kids or something. Oh, really? He had a lot of kids. I'm probably wrong about that, but um, I think his wife died. And then, yes, that's right. And, then, and yeah. then he was solo parenting, which he loved. And then on, he was driving a lot around, along one day with his, I think his daughter, and he had to stop the car and he got out and he just dropped dead. Yeah, he was quite young, wasn't he? Yeah, he was only like 53 or something. Yeah. Uh, and oh, and you know, all his kids were kind of left. It's very sad. Yeah, he's such a brilliant actor. Mm. I think you're right. I think if you put someone in that kind of role with proper gravitas, it really... And it probably brings a bit more out of Connery as well. And you've also got the nice uh, um, Yang to Bond's yin, you know, because he's blonde, Bond's dark-haired, not quite the gentleman, Bond's the gentleman, and that's how he finds them out. But they're both super strong, and it's a nice... Um, yeah. uh, what's the word? Nemesis. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love Robert Shaw, apart from in The Sting, where I think he's terrible. Oh yeah, when he's he's that. doing that Irish accent. You better not yeah. try that with me. Um, he got Jaws off the back of this, though. I think didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think Spielberg was well. Spielberg is a massive Bond fan. Yeah. Um, so he it was a uh, choice of his that he was very keen on. Hello, my name's Beth Murray, and if you'd like to hear funny people talk about giving birth, then have I got the podcast for you. Poor Richard, he made the <laughs> schoolboy <laughs> error of standing up to see the baby while I was on the operating table, and I think that's really not recommended. <laughs> you were scarred for life, he was scarred for life. In the latest series of One Torn Every Minute, a whole labour ward of new guests tell me their birth stories in hilarious and graphic detail. Gas and air can suck my... That's one torn every minute. Available now on all good podcast platforms. I suppose you wouldn't do it at all, would you, if you really thought about it? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Thank <laughs> you.
Um, but now we've, so we've finished from Rush with Love. I'll remember how to speak. And um, we've reached the point in the podcast where I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. Okay. Neil, are you ready? Okay. Okay. So, Neil, what is your favourite Bond film? Um, I'd say probably Goldfinger. I think it's a peak, peak Connery. Mm-hmm. And I love all the Stoke Park stuff. So, um, yeah, probably that would edge it for me. Perfect. And what's your least favourite Bond film? Um, I've not watched it for a long time, but I, I, I remember being very bewildered by The Living Daylights with mm-hmm. Dalton Dalton rocking up. But I'm sure it's not a bad bad film, but that's probably the one that kind of uh, confused me the most. Okay. And um, could you give me your made-up Bond film title? Um, I think I'll go for the saying, which was uh, Joe Royal, when he was the Oldham manager in the 90s, he used uh-huh. to say... Win or lose, we're on the booze. And I thought that could be a good, that could be a fun Bond title. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so Bond is full of silly laden names such as Holly Goodhead, Plenty of Tool, and Penelope Smallbone. Could you please give me your best Bond lady name? Uh, when I was growing up, there was a woman in Dundee called Beverly Cleverly, um, and I thought I'd go for that. <laughs> Beverly Cleverly. <laughs> okay, um, so you are Q. Sorry about that. But what gadgets would you have made for Bond in this film if you had your way? Um, I bought a pair of X-ray specs from a joke shop, a joke shop in Dundee in huh? the late late nineteen eighties, mm-hmm. and they had a cartoon on the front of them, uh-huh. and it was a man looking at a busty woman <laughs> through these glasses, and he could see sort of right through her top. So uh-huh. I think it was about ten. So it felt unlikely, but I thought it was worth a shot. So I bought these X-ray specs. Uh-huh. And I popped them on on the bus back to Brody Ferry, and they weren't they weren't X-ray specs. They didn't have any of those qualities. They were no. just a pair of plastic glasses. Uh, and that was quite a tough lesson for me to learn. And I think there's yeah. going to be no harm in James going through the same lesson as a mm. sort of character building early scene. So I thought, as Q, I'd give him those glasses early in the film, and I'd say, like, these are great. You know, you can see through women's tops and, and stuff. And Look then at I the cartoon. Yes, I'd say look at this. You know, yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't put that on the front if it didn't if it didn't do it. And I'd give him the glasses and say, you know, get out, get out there and enjoy yourself. And then we'd maybe have a scene with James all excited about these X ray specs, <laughs> putting them on, putting them on, going to Witherspoons or something or like a somewhere busy uh-huh. and all excited and you know getting in and looking all around and, and them not not working oh, and him having to kind of deal with that deal with that situation. <laughs> Situation the way I did huh. on the on the bus. How were they allowed to be sold? Well, this is I've I've brought this up a lot over the years about this the the fact they had that cartoon on them and it felt it feels to me like it crossed various various lines. But I suppose <laughs> what they're banking on is no one's going to call up the government or you know the relevant department and say I bought these X-ray specs because I thought I could see through women's tops and <laughs> not what they don't want. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They were relying on people like me, what if, have, a go, have a go heroes, willing to spend their pocket money on him. What if you bought a defective pair and actually they did work and yours uh, were just broken? That's a great, that's a great starting point for something. Great premise. Yeah, it could be like one of those things, like um, one of those kids shows, you know, where someone's got a magic thing that helps them. Do Doesn't stuff. sound like a kids show with a premise. No, no, it wouldn't <laughs> be. Try it. We'll try it. It, it would be it. Robin Asquith, obviously. <laughs> yeah. There's no one else who could do this part. Uh, Even now, he'd be good. (laughs) So that's what I'd go for, that being my... Perfect. Okay, and um, finally, who would you have as James Bond next? 
I remember reading about 15 or 20 years ago, I remember reading an interview with Richard Blackwood. Um, I think he was a TV presenter at the time. And he just, he just very casually and confidently said that he'd like to play Bond. Right. And he felt that he and Bond would be a good fit. Uh, and it's, that's just always really stuck with me. <laughs> You know, much more than any of the other names linked over the years. So I think I'd just I'd give it to if he's still up for it. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd give it to Blackwood. <laughs> You've just reminded me of that Viz. <laughs> Viz, uh, you know, Viz used to have those pretend stories in it. Yeah, features. One of them was Richard Blackwood, the least famous man alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's written by Joel and Jason. Oh really? I'm pretty well, sure. Sounds like it. Every time so, I hear yeah. his name, I laugh because I think of that headline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wonderful. <clears throat> well, Neil, thank you so much for joining me in Istanbul for Lady Wrestling. Thank you very much for having me. It was great fun, John. Thank you. Yeah, and I will speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.